What is the biggest obstacle to awakening? Well, I could say that not recognizing that you suffer in the first place, not knowing that there is a possibility that I refer to as awakening. You could say that's the biggest barrier in the sense that it probably deters the most people. But in this video, I'm referring to what the biggest barrier is once someone has had enough of a taste or a sense to know that there is a possibility for transformation at the most fundamental level. And this is something I do point out pretty frequently, and I point it out in different ways, but I will continue to point it out and try to find different ways to get at it because it continues to hold people up. What's interesting about this is it's not a problem for everyone. It probably plays a role to some degree at some point for everyone, but in approach to this first big shift, this really holds some people up and it does it for years and others don't seem to be or get entangled by it at all. The simple way of saying it is intellectualizing or trying to understand what awakening is or trying to understand the doctrine around it or trying to discern which is the right path, whether Buddhism or Advaita Vedanta is more clear or true or real or within Buddhism, which Buddhist path or doctrine is right or which interpretation of a specific Buddhist doctrine is accurate or correct. In my opinion, in my view and experience, overemphasis on all of this, or just to put it simply, trying to understand, get your head around intellectually what awakening is about and believing that that's going to open the gate or cause you to take the backward step is an error. It's just not that way. Now, I understand that if you tend in this way, if you are the um, type of person or you have the intellectual makeup, at least at this point in your life, to, to fixate in this way, this is a really hard message to hear. In fact, when I say it, often people just sidestep it. They'll find another way of saying, well, yeah, I understand what you mean. And I know, I know you're going to say that and so forth, but, but you do have to understand it to some degree. You have to know what this is about. And it's so fascinating to me because I've had this exact exchange with people so many times, often in comments, but it's fascinating that they don't see that exactly what they're doing is exactly what I'm pointing to as the obstruction itself. It doesn't mean I expect that someone can just stop doing it in the moment, but to at least let it land, that trying to understand what awakening is, how it works, how it's gonna look for you, literally is the barrier for you. Like, can you just let it land? Just feel into that. See where it leads experientially. 
Now it may lead to emotion, specifically frustration or anger. I know this because I've gotten people upset before by saying this sort of thing. And I don't push people on this frequently, but sometimes I have someone who will relate that they are very frustrated. They've been at this a long time and I still feel them doing it. Or it's just very obvious and overt. They say they're doing it. They're trying to understand this. So sometimes I'm inclined to push, you know, out of compassion. I care that you can break through these perceptual barriers. And the first one is an intellectual barrier, conceptual barrier. And that can lead to people getting defensive, triggered, upset, or just digging their heels in and insisting that I'm wrong, that no, you do have to understand it. <laughs> Which it's like, it's like a, I don't even know how to describe that. that. It's um, the problem itself arguing that the problem is the solution or something. It makes no sense, even intellectually at some point, when you're asking somebody who does this all the time. I work with people waking up all the time. I watch people wake up. I go through it with them. And I can tell you who wakes up the fastest. And it's not people who intellectualize it or try to understand it. It's people who don't at all and don't care to and intuitively know it's not necessary. Those are the people that wake up the fastest, truly. But what does it require? It requires a true surrender, a true letting go. And the first step is letting go of your concepts, your conceptual frameworks about who you are, where you're going, where you came from, what spirituality is, what Buddhism is, all of that. You have to let go of that. That's the first big step because it's drenched with you. The sense of the separate cognitive conceptual you moving through time. So how much do you have to understand that to let go of it? Not at all. It's about letting go. Is it scary to let go of what you know or what you think you know? Sure. Is it possible? Absolutely. So it's a little hard for me to offer a strategy here because it's not really a method. It's just letting that message land that understanding this is not going to get you there. I can explain it in a thousand different ways, I'm sure. Others can as well. The doctrine is laden with explanations and descriptions and all. But that doesn't do it. Ask anyone who's read countless hours of doctrine and hasn't had a shift in identity. And then ask somebody who has had a shift in identity but doesn't know the first thing about any of this, Buddhism or doctrine, etc. So it's really about letting go. Realizing not only don't you know anything, not in the way you think you do, but realizing that holding on to the framework of knowing, of understanding, is itself the barrier here, literally. So for many people, this is obvious. This video may not be that helpful for somebody who's had this shift because they get it. They see it. Anyone who's gone through that first barrier, the gateless barrier, will know what I mean. Indirect experience, without a doubt. 
can there be some value later on to certain doctrine, certain pointing, certain phrases, stanzas, suttas? Sure, of course. But that's down the road. And it's not a matter of understanding. It's a matter of transmission at that point. But for the initial leap, it's a matter of letting go, realizing that all the illusion of control, control through understanding, is what got you into the suffering in the first place. Got you into the position that feels like it needs to be defended, and on and on. So just see that the knowledge, gaining of knowledge, gathering of knowledge, understanding, hasn't done it so far. And is it too much of a leap to just entertain the possibility that it never will when someone's telling you that and has told you that many times and many people have said the same thing? So how does it feel to stop grabbing onto knowledge? How's it feel not to entertain the next argument in your own mind or defended position? Might feel scary, might feel disorienting. That's where you need to go. You gotta go where there's no mental map for you because you realize the mental maps always come to dead ends and frustrating dead ends and dead ends laden with suffering. So that's what I see to be the biggest mistake people make when trying to wake up. Some people, not everyone. But you can break this spell, the spell you have on yourself by seeing that it just doesn't deliver the goods. It does I think part of this is because in other areas of life, it does deliver the goods. It works in the social matrix. There's a lot of rewards for being smart, under, having a lot of understanding and knowledge in the conventional life, in the social matrix and so forth. You can be rewarded through validation, financially, and on and on. But this is just not that type of thing. It's just off that map. But Importantly, you will find something very surprising when you can finally let go of the intellect. That the intellect is distant. It's far away from you. It creates illusion after illusion of separation and distance. What you finally find to be the case when you do let go, however that happens, is what you always wanted was closer than close. It was actually already here but not in an intellectual way. It's another error people make as they hear something like that and they just sort of learn it. That's not gonna help you. You have to pull that rubber band back so far that it finally just snaps back on its own. Sometimes, or just really let go. So then you know what true intimacy is, non-doership flow state that is fundamental. It's not an experience that comes and goes. Spontaneity as natural rather than 
episodic. But most importantly, closer and more intimate than anything the mind could ever construct with conceptual frameworks. <laughs>